it's but that's I, I got that from you when I lived with you for a very short time and corrupted you and you yeah. corrupted me anyway you, you got into more trouble haha <laughs> I, I still I still am even yeah, more so because because I'm kind of coming back now like yeah you know <laughs> anyway uh so I was always this way yes the worst I've been the, the worst since day one you're the best I I love my time with you. Um, so we are uh, recording My America today, mm-hmm. right now. Correct. And listeners are listening to it going, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Um, what if I didn't know? Yeah. Oh, like, we are? Wait, what? What? <laughs> so that my my oldest was in a, a musical, You're in Town. And several yeah. times in the show, something would happen and the whole cast would go, oh, what? And turn and look at whatever it was. And it was the most, I laughed so hard. It was the silliest, funniest thing. Anyway, so when I, I, I go, what? That's what I'm, I'm thinking of. Not Scooby. You reminded me of Tim the Toolman Taylor. Oh. Speaking of Michigan. Speaking of Michigan. And speaking of Kalamazoo. Absolutely. A Western grad and got arrested there for, I think, Coke. Sure. Oh, actually, this is a great lead in to cancel culture. Uh, yeah, actually, it is. That's a very that's absolutely. He look at how good thing I'm a triple threat. You are so good at this. I mean, you're really good at segues. Speaking mm-hmm. of cancel culture, he's now. Now tell me why. Speaking of cancel culture, what do you, what is your perspective on that one? Well, should would you like to introduce the show first? Do you think, Dan? No, let, let, let's chase this down for a second, and then we'll introduce it. Why do you think okay. Tim Allen cancel culture? Because he has said that he is being canceled by Hollywood mm. because his show, what is it like man of the men or I don't remember what his current show is, is um, it, is that was current? on the air. It's not even on anymore, is it? It's not on the air anymore. No, but it was on for a very long time and um, went off the air because people stopped watching it. He said that he was being canceled by Hollywood. No, dude, this is a an industry. I mean, we want to pretend it's all like art and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's so precious, but it's an industry to make money. Mm-hmm. And when people are not watching your show, it's going to get canceled. When right. your show is canceled because people aren't watching and you're the lead on it, you are seen as somebody who is not bringing in an audience. It's going to get it's going to be harder to get a job. Yeah. That's not cancel culture. That's the market regulating itself. Um, I see the problem with, with Tim, his education is both central Michigan university and Western Michigan university and CMU and WMU are, uh, they don't get along. So he's very just conflicted. I was called poor guy. (laughs) It was, or is called last man standing. It says present, Ah, but I knew it. um, See, it was like man of the men or something like that. I knew it was something. There you go. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's cancel culture. That's okay. So we'll talk about that and why, and why that's going on. Uh, that's this episode. So welcome to Cancel Culture. Uh, who are you? My name is Kim, of course, as Hi, everybody Kim. knows. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Not canceled yet. Trying all the time. Yeah. Uh, my name is Kim. I am a uh, white cisgender heterosexual female living in Los Angeles. I work in television production. And that probably will come up a few times, I guess, yeah. in this episode, because uh, I have strong feelings on council culture, and I'm going to just stop for a second and let introductions happen. But, um, <laughs> so I work in television production, and then I also have a nonprofit where uh, we are hoping to increase voter turnout by changing the way that we educate our youths all the way up to our grownups on um, voting and current events and all that kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Daniel, voting. Like to... voting is super important. Um, and I'm a member That's of what that. what they say. I, I, I hear that. I'm actually a member of that organization. Thank you very much for including me in that um, mm-hmm. recently. So I'm, I'm excited for that. So my name is Dan, uh, cisgender, white, heterosexual, male, he, him, living in Michigan, um, independent voter, kind of centrist for the most part, right of center my whole life, and uh, kind of leaning a little bit left in some stuff today, just because of the way our, our uh, country is looking and what the GOP has done in the last few years. So so that's me, um, and I'm excited to be part of these conversations. Uh, I do marketing for my profession. Um, I'm a family guy, most of all, and just uh, excited to to learn and expand and have conversations because, damn it, we need to. Yeah. Uh, you know what I just realized is I have not been in the last few episodes saying that I'm liberal. Like I was for a oh, while oh, and making little jokes about it, but I feel like people just kind of get it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, they hear. Los Angeles, I th- it, you know, this is incorrect. That's not how it is. But I feel like they hear Los Angeles in television, 
television production and they're like meh we kind of get her, her deal right. and then the more they hear me they're like oh we get it oh yeah <laughs> we understand well it's funny because we're we're like more than 10 episodes in Mm -hmm. So anybody who has listened has heard these introductions in some form or fashion a couple of times. If you're a brand new listener, you're like, okay, I'm glad you introduced yourselves. At what point do we stop introducing ourselves and just be like, hey, I'm Dan, hey, I'm Kim, let's go. Because at some I point- I introduce myself in every single room I go into. Even where I've been working, <laughs> I've been working now for like a long time. And I still walk in, hey, I'm Kim. I'm a white cisgender female living in Los Angeles. I work in television production. They're always like, we know. We also work in television production together on this one show. Go sit down. See, I just figured that, that you were not memorable. They were like, oh, Kim, is it your first day? And you're like, no, I've been here forever. Like, oh, nice to be. You have to be this tall to ride the ride, though. So, oh, uh, short jokes. Five, one and a half. I'm the same height as Reese Witherspoon in America's Sweetheart, Rachel Wilson. How dare you? Uh, all right. So that's our that's our show. We're good. Thanks for listening. Um, so cancel culture, Kim. Uh Mm -hmm. cancel cancel the culture kim that was a cancel <laughs> that was cancel I, culture kim that's what they call me that's what they call you so yeah. you, your idea to talk about cancel culture i was like oh good let's talk about it uh because there's a lot going on right now uh yeah. in, our, in our current events there's a lot of canceling going on supposedly yeah um but potato head you're out of here dr seuss you're done Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> so here's the thing i have been fascinated with this as it's been going on, because I, it's just interesting to see where the lines get drawn. And like, I'm just, oh my gosh, there's so much to unpack here. Cancel culture is not the left, by the way. Cancel culture started with the right. That's what's so funny about all of this is that they <laughs> are so quick to say it's cancel culture. And that's why we're not inviting this person on our show anymore, because they're right. perpetuating cancel culture. So it's just okay, funny to me, um, but also like the, the idea that so so when I say the right, I, you know, obviously the you know, Republican um, tends to be the ones who talk about capitalism, you know, a free market and all this. And two of those three that we just mentioned were complete business decisions by the business doing the free market capitalism thing. Yeah, I'm looking around the room going, wait, what? So, though, the, is it Hasbro? Is that potato head? Is it Hasbro? I think it is. So I don't know. Hasbro is just all the toys, so I assume. Right. <laughs> so the Potato Head brand decided instead of calling it all Mr. Potato Head, they're going to call the entire brand Potato Head, right? Yeah. Because they have Mr. Potato Head, Mrs. Potato Head. They have, I think, kids. I think they have what? And like, okay, yeah. cool. And the toy doesn't have a penis or a vagina. And so there really kind of isn't a, a, a gender or a biological sex to it. The only, I mean, the gender is that you can have a mustache or you can have a bow, like if I, if I remember my potato head playing days. Uh, having, uh, honestly, and no joke, recently played with a potato head. Um, you, I, my best friend is four. What are you going to do? Right. Um, the thing that's so funny to me about it is that like the potato heads, immediately all that stuff comes off. The eyes, the ears, the lips, yeah. all of it. Yeah. It all goes away basically immediately as soon as the toy comes out. Yeah. And then you get to do whatever you want with it nobody is looking at a potato head except for weirdos which like that's kind of what i mean fox news seems to really be like leading the trail on this yeah. and like you're being we like you're making this so weird you guys right <laughs> like you're how do you explain what your job is that you're sexualizing and sticking up for the gender identity of a toy that is a potato Whose ears can sometimes go where the nose goes. That's the toy. But yeah, let's protect like the gender identity uh, of something that doesn't have a gender to begin with. Right. And the company wanted to rebrand it to mm -hmm. be inclusive. And like that, that seems to have such this like visceral reaction from the right <laughs> that being inclusive means you're stripping away my masculinity or whatever kind of bullshit. Well, that's like, what it is, right? It's there, you know, it takes right? away a piece of the pie. Right. Well, and that's, yeah, yeah. that's exactly it. But it's so funny yeah. because it's, it's just the rebranding in order to be able to have all of the different sub brands under it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like we want to have potato head as a brand and then we're going to have Mr. Potato head and Mrs. Potato head and kid potato head and puppy potato head and whatever, like non-binary gender potato head. Like, okay, cool. Have it all. I don't you, care. You would what think that they would actually like it more because really what they've done is made a calculated business decision to say, if we are inclusive, we will make more money. No, wait, but you can't make more money if you're making it off of 
people who don't agree with my political affiliation. You can't do that. Because their money is fake. I maybe. <laughs> so there, so that so that's potato. And then the other one is Dr. Seuss. You know that that mm-hmm. publisher decided that six of the least performing books we're going to get rid of, which by the way also have problematic content in them because they were written way back in the day when we could say when we said things differently than what we do now. I almost said we can. So you can you can still say it if you want to. I guess again a business decision. You want to make okay, go ahead. Yeah, I mean nobody's good, you know nobody's going to buy it. Um, yeah, then you can't get mad when nobody buys it. <laughs> right? We're being racist. Nobody's buying it. Shame on you. You should what buy the them. Heck? Anyway, like it's, if you it, loved America. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a whole. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, like that's it was a business decision by 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 that publisher and the Dr. Seuss estate run by his family said yes, we agree. And and I saw somebody share a a political cartoon from Dr. Seuss because. Theodore Geisel, right, um, did political cartoons back in the day before he became Dr. Seuss. And he had some that were problematic early on in his career because he just drew whatever he could to make money. Like as we do, we do whatever we can to make money when we're starting out. Mm -hmm. And when he later began to evolve his ideas and think, okay, maybe I'm going to think differently. He, he had this cartoon that showed like the, the history of racism in America. And we, we need a good, like, mental enema or whatever he called it a good mental cleaning and and like get those racist ideas out of our head because they're problematic so clearly he was on the side of being inclusive of Mm -hmm. breaking down the racist systems of cleaning out racist ideas so they believe that he would absolutely say yes these books should probably either be rewritten or gotten rid of whatever and by the way they're poor performers so it was a business decision also yeah. Hashtag capitalism had nothing to do with anybody trying to cancel them. Was it Devin Nunes who was reading Green Eggs and Ham? Maybe. Who was reading Green Eggs uh, and Ham? Some uh, some idiot. <laughs> They'll never get rid of this. Nobody asked them. They they weren't well, getting rid of Green Eggs and Ham. You know what you're doing. Well, and nobody was asking them to get rid of who runs the zoo or whatever it was called. Like I, I'm pretty active on Twitter. I've never seen a hashtag of and Dr. Seuss. Like this is not. This is not. This was a business decision. Mm-hmm. Stop making up monsters where no monsters exist. Stop it. Yeah. Now, the, the Pepe Le Pew thing, I have seen that one be called out by people saying, hey, by the way, Pepe Le Pew's behavior was really kind of problematic. He was kind of a stalker. Yeah. And yeah. like, sure, was it done in innocence and with humor and like, haha, you're trying to chase the girl? Like, yes, it was done in that vein. Now, with that said, we're teaching our kids that it's okay to do that. Yeah. That needs to maybe not be like, yeah. no. Well, did, did that yeah. raise a bunch of rapists? Probably not, but it certainly desensitizes us to the fact that stalking is okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Even as a six-year-old, you're like, I'm going to pull that girl's hair. And when I get in trouble, I'm going to be like, well, I, cause I like her. Oh, okay. That's okay. Little boy. Like, no, this is not how yeah. we should be treating and, our other humans. Uh, two things really quick. One, it's often not, oh, then that's okay, little boy. It's, no, he's just showing you he likes you, right. little girl. Right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then it also, like, the Pepe Le Pew thing, something that I thought of as well, is that it, it shows that stalking is okay. And it also says, hey, the, the French are the ones that are doing it. Mm-hmm. In an American cartoon, which mm-hmm. is like, I mean, it's a worldwide cartoon now, but, yeah. you know, it's uh, a Warner Brothers Warner Brothers cartoon. It's a car racing outside. It's a Warner Brothers cartoon. So it was originally drawn and, and produced here in America. So it was just like, oh, and a little bit of American exceptionalism too. Like It's interesting because they, they people are complaining, whoever they are, that we're canceling Pepe Le Pew, but kids are fine. They're not, we're not raising rapists. Then why do you want to cancel? Like, why do you want to cancel video game violence when we have a mass shooting? Yeah. Also, kids are not fine. I mean, right. Again, pull the hair and we just tell the girl, oh, it's fine. Just take it. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like it's we want to we want to have these discussions about like treating women with respect. So maybe let's not teach that coercion is OK and stalking is OK. And you go, no, 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 no. That's that's cute. And yet when we have a violent video game, you say, well, we probably shouldn't have that. That's that's hurting us. 
Now, maybe these people are saying, aren't saying that maybe they're saying that both need to just be acceptable. I don't know, but I feel like that's a thing that this certain segment is saying. And, and I agree. I think the over, I think the acceptance of violence everywhere in, in, in media, whether it's in TV shows, movies, and video games, I do think it is problematic actually. I think we are glorifying violence and raising people to not value human life. I believe that's true. Is it an epidemic? Is that why we're having all the shootings? I don't think so. I think it's other things, but it is a problem. It's not the only thing. It's, sure. it's a problem. And so, yeah, I think we should have that discussion too. Let's do it. But it's funny because it's the same. It seems to be the same side of the political spectrum that said um, that two live crew couldn't talk about sex in their songs. And we had to slap on all these warnings. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems to cancel culture to me, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's not cancel culture because they're doing it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's so frustrating because I, I just I get so mad when I hear the term cancel culture, because first of all, they point to the left to say they look at what these liberals do. They cancel. They're taking away your freedom of speech. They are canceling you. But also. Um, if you say something that is in any way different than what I believe, you are not allowed to be on this network. You're not allowed to be in conversation with me. You are not allowed to come to this event. Even if what you're saying doesn't have anything to do with me at all. So they, they've invented cancel culture, used it. And then pointed their finger at us to be like, you, you're doing this. No, we're not. Right. N- no, we're not. And it also like takes away the ability to learn, to have growth, and to have a nuanced conversation or a nuanced view of something. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, I did see so one example of what I would think is maybe cancel culture. And I don't and again, I don't know exactly who did this or but um, one of my, I really like the work of James Gunn. Um, I've enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. I enjoyed Slither. I enjoyed uh, some other stuff that he's done. I like James. Um, I don't always agree with everything he says, but that's okay. Um, and I don't know that he's perfect. I don't know that I don't know him as a human being, other than like like personally, I just know his work. Um, and so I think I think it's been really interesting to see his career over the years. Uh, Disney fired him, or Marvel, whatever, fired him from Guardians Three supposedly because of tweets from like 10 years ago or more or whatever. Right. Um, They were problematic. They were meant to be jokes. He made jokes about uh, pedophiles or about being one or whatever. Like, I don't know exactly what happened. He made some problematic comments. I believe he apologized for them and said, look, I was trying to be edgy. I thought it was funny at the time. You know, it's, it's wrong. I wouldn't do that now. That's who I was then. And, and, and I'm sorry for it. And eventually yeah. got his job back, thankfully, because at first it was like, no, we're just gonna cancel him. We're just gonna get rid of him. And so, like, like that's a that's a problem, right? I I, I do see this. I do see this. We as a society get so wrapped up and so angry and so keyboard cur- courage fueled that we do try to cancel sometimes. Sure. Right. And sometimes it is problematic. Someone like James, you know, somebody went through and and had a dig for these tweets and said, look, he's a problem. And they were like, let's cancel them. Yeah. Back up. Why are we doing that? Um, now, there are times when somebody else will do that and they'll find something from somebody. And then that person is like, oh, no, I believe that still. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> so, like, there are problems that we need to, that we need to address. Um, and there are things that I've said probably 10 minutes ago that I might regret. But if it's brought up to me, I don't necessarily double down on it and say, well, no, you're wrong blah, blah, blah. I may revisit and go, Oh gosh. Okay. You know, I've made jokes in the past that if I were to make now I'd, I'd be horrified. Sure. You know, so that's, it's okay to grow. It's okay to grow. Doesn't mean I've been canceled. Yeah. And that's the thing is that this it, cancel culture takes away the ability for that. Right. Right. To grow yep. and to learn. And then it also is like, you know, like I said, at the top of this episode, um, it's pointed at as an excuse when sometimes it's it's about the market regulating itself. Right. Um, you know, like the Tim Allen thing. That's not I now I maybe Man of the House is still on the air, so Last you know, Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Man <laughs> of the House is something different. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I don't know. Was that uh, I think 
That was a uh, Matt, Matt LeBlanc show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not on the air anymore. Last Man Standing still on the air. So, um, you know, if that show, if a show is canceled, these networks care, of course, to a degree about what somebody is saying and their beliefs and all that kind of stuff. If, if um, you know, the lead on a show came out and said, well, I'm a Nazi, then it, it, the show's off the air. I don't care what the show is. It, the show is off the air or that person is off of the show. Yeah. Um, that's what happened on Grey's Anatomy. Not nobody on Grey's Anatomy said I'm a Nazi, but on on Grey's Anatomy, um, there was a pretty pretty um, public early on firing of a cast member for some of their comments that they made, and it just was seen as like, listen, we're not going to do that. That's not the that's not what the show represents, and you're out of here. Um, <laughs> so the networks do care because there are human beings. However, what they care about more than that is the money and the viewership. So somebody having political beliefs that are maybe not as um, warmly welcomed as a, a more mainstream political belief is, if it's not actively, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say that would like make it okay, but you know, the political beliefs aside, like <laughs> these networks want to make money. Yeah. So if a show is bringing in viewers and if that person is bringing in viewers, they're probably going to keep you on the air. If, what you have said is so egregious that your audience is leaving. They're not going to continue to spend the millions of dollars that it takes per episode to put these shows on because it's not going to make them the money back. Right. You're going to lose your show. You're not going to get hired again or very quickly because you can't bring in an audience. You just prove that yep. that's the market. That's not quote cancel culture because you have these like, Oh, I I'm so American that they can't hardly stand me. No, it's because we don't like what you're saying. We don't want to watch you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and I think that it, when I hear you say that about like what what you don't represent, what the show represents, it, it, that kind of reminds me of like, or makes me think of if I work for a company and I'm out there tweeting stuff that is just like, what? And, and disagrees with the core values of that company. Even I even have to put in my bio views not expressed by my uh, employer like no 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 i'm speaking for my employer if you figure out where i work i'm speaking for that employer it, that that's a thing whether it's show business or it's marketing or it's whatever if i'm being an asshole yeah. you might try to figure out where i where i work i might speak for them inadvertently for my family if i'm being a sexist racist pig and oppressing people and physically harming them or mentally harming them whatever like i'm speaking for my family even and my family yeah. has a right to cancel me in that sense. Like, so I think that's, that's part of it. But, but, but the, I think too, part of it is like, are you bringing that into work? You know what I mean? Like if you're putting that energy out into the world, it can be assumed that you are also putting that energy out into your sure. office, into your home life, your family, all that kind of stuff. Too. Right. And I think where I, where I begin to like try and figure this out is the gray area between somebody being like truly a horrible, everybody can agree they need to go versus, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, they're just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's our crazy uncle. Like there, <laughs> there are great parts to this, right? I mean, there are middle grounds. Yeah. I, I'm pausing because I'm think, rethinking using the term gray area. Cause like that makes me think of black or white and I'm trying to use binary instead of black or white. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I just feel like that becomes this thing too. But there's this middle ground of like unsurety. And again, it's just our crazy eccentric uncle being kind of weird and whatever. Like, as long as he's not being completely racist, it's okay. Like, is like is is there a middle ground even where no no of course there is. There is nuance in conversation. Nuance, that's a good one. There, thank you very good much. Good word. Um, thank you. I know I have all the best words. Uh, um I to just like hit on cancel culture for a second, it erases the room for that. Yeah. There is no room for the nuance. There is nuance because in that nuance, there is room to grow. Just speaking of like, oh, it's just our uncle. That's just the things that he says. But if he's saying it, th there's a, there is room to push back and say, just so you know, <laughs> here's why that's wrong. Or here's why I personally took offense to that. Or here's, you know. Here's another perspective to start thinking about. And I think that's possible. Yeah. 
It's and important and hard. Especially when it's, you know, your uncle or whatever. Yeah. And it's hard because when you do bring it, it's, it's, well, I'm not, it's hard. It's funny because when I feel like if you do bring it up, they're going to yell, cancel the culture and cancel you. <laughs> yes. And, and like, wait That's a minute. That's the thing. Like, the mental gymnastics of it all, yeah. it drives me bonkers. So how, so the other thing is how, how do we differentiate between like accountability and mm-hmm. trolls and haters? And I'm going to go back to using James Gunn as, as a, as an example, sure. his, you know, his, his tweets were definitely problematic and mm-hmm. it's good to have some accountability and say, you said this at one time, like, is it really, you know what? I understand now. And, and like, you shared with me um, uh, an episode of the armchair expert and Dax was talking about this. Uh, he has been problematic in the past. He recognizes that not he has been, but like he has said problematic things in the past, whether it's what he learned growing up in Detroit in a white neighborhood or whether it's things now where he's maybe made a joke or something. And it's like, Oh no, that probably should have. Uh, yep. My bad. That room to grow is there. So people pointing that out is accountability. Yeah. But then there's also the trolls and haters that are going to go back and find this obscure tweet that you had that probably was problematic. Maybe you're having a bad day, maybe whatever. But like, they're just looking at it to try to cancel you. That's not accountability. That's just being a troll. How do we navigate all of that? I think it comes down to, <laughs> I like in this podcast where you ask really hard questions that are really hard to answer and like, global questions we all need to and then i'm immediately like this is how we fix it like (laughs) who do i think who do i think i am i've climbed the mountain and you are my guru kim (laughs) and it's you know what it's very nice comments like that that are are not helping anything because i just continue to be like you're right i i do deserve to have the answer then oh i'm the worst anyway here's here's the answer though um it's accountability it's saying you know, if, if you tweeted something a decade ago, that is not great, not a good look, yeah. um, or even beyond that, it's egregious, it's really um, harmful, it's whatever. If somebody brings it back to you and says, Dan, like 10 years ago, you said, here, here is the tweet, here is what you said. It's what happens next is the difference between like a troll trying to, you know, it, it being a troll trying to cancel you and or you having growth and and change. I think it's what happens next with you. If you look at it and say, well, I had, you don't know what happened to me that day because I was driving and somebody cut me off on the road and blah, blah, blah. And that's why I wrote that. That doesn't help anything. So then, you know, then you have messed up. If you're say if you come out and go, yeah, what I said was awful and here's what I've learned and here's the work I've done, blah, blah, blah. And then they're still trying to be like, but you said it, but you said it, but you said it. Then that is a troll. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I I think. I like that. Well, you know, because you still have to answer for what you said and what you've done. Yeah. Because that makes up who I am today. Yeah. Right. I I, I ask those big questions because I, I feel like I have an answer too, but I love the discussion that we get to have between us and then hopefully listeners are thinking the same. I like to think of me as like the voice of the listener. And, and then you, I like to think of myself as the person that's right. That's right. Um, <laughs> God, but I no, asked those, not true, not true. but I asked those questions of like, if I'm sitting here listening, I'm thinking of that thing, right? Like what, but what about, so I'm trying, I try to do that. Um, yeah. because I do think that like, I also have the opinion like that you do of, okay, that that's a problem. So what's the next step? And it's, and it's the reaction of the person being called out. And then, but then the the people that are, that keep coming at me, what do I do about that? Like, because they do, there are people that there are going to be people who say, okay, Dan, yeah, that was a good, good. I'm glad you're working on it. Let's move forward. Then there there are going to be those who say, no, but you're still that way, but you're, but, 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 and, and those are the ones that are the trolls and you just kind of got to go, okay, well, good luck to you then. Cause yeah, cause cause you know, hopefully I do. And hopefully those around me that do. Yeah. I, I think about that when, you know, I start to get involved in like discussions or like politics. And I think maybe I should run for my village board. Right. And I go, but wait a minute, <laughs> there's crap in my past. I probably don't want anybody talking about, so I'm not gonna, um, because I just, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm far from perfect. 
You know, I have hurt people. I've done things that I'm not, that I'm not proud of. Um, they make me who I am today. And I feel that they make me an empathetic person. And I feel like, you know, if I've ever hurt someone that doesn't justify who I am today by any means. So I recognize that. Um, so, so I, you know, but I don't want those things to like negate me from having a voice in the world. Yeah. You know, and I guess maybe that's where I'm at. I agree. I guess maybe that's where I'm at right now. It's like, I wouldn't necessarily run for politics, but I am definitely podcasting and having a voice in the world and creating this personal brand for myself. So I guess I am kind of putting myself out there. Yeah. But yeah. And opening yourself up to criticism. Yeah. But again, I think it's just like, did you do the work? And by the way, can you show the work? Yeah. Not just like, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, well, I guess it depends on how egregious of an act it is, but you you really need to be able to show your work. I don't think this is really neither here nor there because I don't know where it fits into like what the next steps are. But something that's been on my mind in this conversation is Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. So um, he. That's a good example. Louis, yeah. Thank you. Um, Louis, if you don't know. Uh, unfortunately, very talented comedian. <laughs> like sucks but uh, just like a a really really funny comedian now a lot of his humor was based in being like i'm just like kind of a sad sack and like sometimes women like me and it's weird because who could possibly like me but whatever um he was one of my favorite comedians that's that's a really oversimplification of his comedy and he had other stuff that was really good but he was um i think he was actually legally charged with somebody who was masturbating in closed rooms in front of women, uh, making them watch. You typically um, young up and coming comedians. So he was uh, abusive. literally canceled. Abusive. Uh, yeah, it's, it's abusive. Uh, he was literally canceled um, as in his show went away Um I don't know if he necessarily had any standups kind of booked, but like that, that all went away for him mm-hmm. pretty quickly. And then he decided that he had done enough work with himself and he was ready to come back into comedy. And he, um, so I went, I want to make a real big joke right now about like, he worked on himself because you just talked about masturbation and I want to talk about playing with himself, but like, mm-hmm. I probably shouldn't. Sure. I'm just going to leave that like- for the listeners to make their own jokes and I'll take credit for it. Okay. Is that okay? Can that, is that? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's not great, but so, sure. So he felt, <laughs> so he felt like he'd done enough. It's work right. So it's, I mean, it it's was just, right there in the open. There. It was just hanging so out was there he? in the open. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Oh, Daniel. That's really bad. No, listen, we're making light. I, I certainly not making light of what he did. Cause no, what he did no, was I'm not awful. making. Yeah. And I have many thoughts on this. Like, beyond even the moment of him doing what he did but like yeah um so he decided that he had been in timeout long enough he made this decision on his own that his timeout was over and then he went up um on some stage somewhere um this is something that comedians do when they're working on new materials they just kind of like go up on a stage uh in in between other sets and stuff he went up and people obviously recorded it because it was him and it was his first time up on stage since this all happened and he made jokes about the parkland survivors he made jokes about i can't remember what else the the parkland survivors were what really stuck out to me um making fun of the kids i was like you know what first of all you didn't do the work second of all now you've come up and done this so now nobody now now you really are quote unquote canceled as in nobody wants to go to your shows. And so his career as a comedian really is probably over unless he can do some real reckoning. Now, while the Me Too movement was really kicking off, there was also Aziz Ansari. Aziz um, was on a date and one woman told the story. I don't know how often this happens. One woman came forward with her story of being on a date with Aziz and him making her feel really uncomfortable. Uh, you know, very nuanced, like uh, kind of a hard to see the, the like right and wrong of the story. What he did was wrong. 
but it's a very like non-binary story mm-hmm. like middle ground story where um and not oh not no middle ground just harder to I'm trying to think of like how i want to say it. it's just a little bit harder to like know for sure here's where it all went wrong you know what i mean um just so you know dan the context is that he went on the state he kept trying to like have her sleep with him and she kept saying no but like didn't leave but also in the story wasn't like he didn't make me feel like i couldn't leave he she just didn't didn't leave so it's kind of weird in that like she's she was there and she shouldn't have had this pressure put on her but she didn't leave and she doesn't need to leave but also she didn't want to leave it's very yeah so that's a trickier one yeah well it's hard Um, it's it's, it's difficult like as i volunteer with an organization that, that works on helping survivors of sexual abuse and domestic violence. Like it's hard to look at someone who has been victimized in some way, whether it's a big victimized or a little one. And like, that sounds so dumb to say, but that's kind of how we look at it, how, how I look mm-hmm. at it. Now we as an organization, that's how I see it sort of, um, and say, well, she should have left, but could she have like, just because she didn't leave doesn't mean she deserved it. Right. Like, so I think that's what you're saying now. Yeah. Now at some point, I- like was was she being opportunistic and say, "Well, I'm out with disease, so I'm gonna try and be seen." Like we don't know. Yeah, she doesn't so deserve it. Yeah, I don't want to like put this on her, but I also don't want to say like I don't want to put words into the story that weren't there and say like Aziz trapped her into this house or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Which I don't. I also don't think that was the case. Regardless, he also in the heat of the moment was canceled to the same effect of Louis. Mm. These are two very different things that happened. But he also kind of got shut out. And, and and a lot of people were coming to his side to say, you know, I, it doesn't really matter who came to his side. The point is, so then he, so he had his, his time off. And then he came out with a special and he directly addressed this, not by talking about the woman, by talking about like, you may have heard. And here are the steps that I've taken. And I really had to take some time and I didn't understand. I didn't know what I had done wrong. And then I figured it out. And the standup is actually like comparatively to his other standups. Very, very different. Much quieter. No lasers. <laughs> um, and you you could tell that like he's still processing and he's still doing the work. And I, So I think that, you know, it is different. What he did was wrong because the woman that he was with and that he did these things to didn't like it. So it was wrong. Yeah. But he clearly, I don't think he did it maliciously and he didn't, and he did the work. I think this, this goes back to the conversation that we've had on a previous episode about the misogynistic culture in which we live of like, it, it, some people call it rape culture, misogyny, whatever you want to call it, that, we just men, hetero, cisgender men, feel owed, feel like it's okay to 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 not see the the signals, to not ask mm-hmm. instead of just like assume, well, you're on a date with me in my apartment. You should just do this. You should be you should be grateful that I want you to go down on me or whatever. Like that's yeah. This is not okay. So And I, it's so inherent that it's not even like it's it's not like he asked, heard the word no, and still thought, well, you should be, you should anyway. Right. It's just so ingrained that it's like, well, it's obviously a yes, right? Well, and here, so here's a very personal story. And fortunately, my bride doesn't listen to the show, so she won't ever know that I'm telling the story. <laughs> but just just last night, okay, and then, and then, so this is so vulnerable moment, tr- like truly, I'm, I'm joking, but also truly vulnerable moment. Um, I, I'm married. Like we have, we have intimacy, right? A married couple hopefully has that, right? Ugh. Last night, our, our kids are both out of the house and I'm, and I made the the joke. Hey, you want to, you know, to the bedroom? And she was like, no, thank you. And I gave her puppy dog eyes, like disappointed. Now it, it was meant to be in fun and kind of flirty, like whatever. This morning when I woke up, I went, I sat down next to her and I said, Hey, I recognize it last night. I probably made you feel uncomfortable. I thought about it this morning, actually last night when I went to bed, that I probably made you feel like I was disappointed and it was your fault and, and that was wrong and, I, and that, that you were wrong. And I wanna know, I want you to know that I know that was wrong. Like I was meaning to make a joke, but I probably made you feel bad that you told me no 
even if I wasn't serious about asking whatever, like, I just know that I probably screwed up and, I, and I'm sorry. And she was like, wow, yeah, you, you did actually. That was, I did, I did feel that way. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Because I didn't yeah. want her to feel like she owes me anything. Right. Because just because yeah. I'm the husband doesn't mean I'm owed anything. And so recognizing that I think is important. Now that doesn't mean that I can't ask her. That doesn't mean that I can't flirt with her. That doesn't mean that I'm canceled. That doesn't mean like any of that. Yeah. It's, it's room for growth and for us to be able to work together in this relationship. Now, Aziz, hopefully, has that kind of a public moment for this woman. I don't know if he has, I don't like, I don't know what's happened. Um, I read a little bit of the story, so I kind of know, and he hasn't made a public apology that I know of. He just kind of just was like, oh yeah, it happened, whatever. Like, I don't know if he's remorseful or not, but to be able to have those moments of, okay, I screwed up. I'm sorry. I'm going to learn from it. It's okay to do that. I think we should. Sorry. And a please are free. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that hard and growth. I mean, come on, like it's okay to grow and evolve a little bit and evolve your thoughts. It doesn't mean that you were a terrible person when you thought those things necessarily, depending on the thought, depending on the thought, (laughs) there are some (laughs) things that make you a terrible person. Let's just be clear. You know, if you like the Padres instead of the Tigers, you you are, (gasps) I mean, I'm just kidding. the Padre, first of all, you're only saying that because I'm wearing a Padre shirt. Second of all, the Padres and the and the Tigers are just basically two sides of the same coin. Yep, <laughs> kind yep, of. We, yep. <laughs> both of them are like, you, you got to root for them, otherwise yeah, you're mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're doing, we do the best we can. No, but I mean, it, like you, you can grow. It's okay. That doesn't negate who you were at your core. Doesn't like it's you're not canceled. It's okay to grow. I feel like this whole push for cancel culture is just again dehumanizing and downplaying the call for accountability. Yeah. Right. If you're saying yeah. problematic things and just because I disagree with you, doesn't mean it's problematic. Right. And I think part of the thing with like Tim Allen, you know, he's, he's a pretty staunch Republican in a relatively democratic, uh, in, in a relatively Democrat focused industry. Right. Like the stereotype is that yeah. everyone in Hollywood is a Democrat. That's not true. No, but I do think that it is probably a majority. Sure. And when the Republicans feel like they're in the minority, they feel oppressed, and that's just sad and dumb and stupid. But anyway, <laughs> also like you're not oppressed. Uh, anyway, the opposite. Yeah. The opposite. Yeah. So, but I think that um, you know him him being a Republican, a staunch Republican, is probably part of the the problem with people not liking him. Right? They're like, oh, you supported Donald Trump. Well, then I think you're dumb. And while I disagree with those politics doesn't mean that I have to hate Tim Allen. I think some of his comedy is pretty funny. I think he, he's a pretty good TV producer. He's had a couple of good shows that he was a part of as an actor, but also as a producer. Um, and he does some good stuff. I think some of it's just childish too. Some of his stuff is just dumb. It's not that funny. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I don't feel like everything he does. doesn't mean he's canceled. That's the thing is we, we do act like we have to like everything or you don't like them at all. Yeah. Why, why is, why is it all or nothing? Cause our, brains are reptile brains we don't know what we're doing <laughs> oh my gosh that is so good yes anyway what, <laughs> that's what it is you know what else what I are just, you, you know what else is like this is such a big picture way to look at it but the irony of the republicans that are like it's cancel culture it's cancel culture you can't do one thing and suddenly you're canceled but also we should put it like people should be in jail for um, nonviolent crimes. They should be in jail forever. And we support the death penalty. And right. uh, once, if you've ever been to jail, you'll just be in jail again forever and ever and ever. And it's a cycle. And let's do uh, even like 12 year olds should be in jail for the rest of their lives. Yeah, but we hate cancel culture. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Come on, dude. That's good. That's a, that's a big one. That's a really big one, man. I know. I even thought of that one. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Kim, you 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 broke me. Because I, I don't know, our prison system sucks. Like, it, you know, in theory, the point is to uh, do some time and think about what you've done and and learn the mistakes that you've made and and all this kind of stuff. But we don't do it that way, and yeah. just think it's silly. Well, that, yeah, the Republicans <clears throat> are the ones that don't want to do prison reform and and do think you should go to jail for marijuana and all this kind of stuff. Not able to. You know, yep. yeah. I, there's a lot of racism behind it, too, obviously, because that's kind of what we do is in America, but and everywhere. But uh, yeah. those, those are my thoughts on cancel culture. <laughs> racism. It's, yeah. 
the, the, the term cancel culture has become the visceral gut reaction, just the way political correct, politically correct became the same thing. Like mm-hmm. those are two sides of the same coin that, that certain people just keep pushing at us. And, and it's not, it's not that P the PC movement was much less about free speech and whatever, as much as just, it was about um, just being human and caring about others. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, instead of using terms that we used in the, the 18 and 1900s, we, early 1900s, we decided, somebody decided that, well, maybe we should call black people African-American because most of them came from Africa and we want to honor that. And, or, or they said, call us this, like, I don't, I don't know where it came from exactly, but I was like, okay, that seems to be like a pretty decent term to start using. And so we did, mm-hmm. and maybe it went overboard. You know, I remember hearing one, one story about like the Olympics where um, a black athlete from, let's say France was like, well, there's an African-American French athlete. <laughs> time oh. out, time out, time out. That's not what that's, wait a minute. So like, yes, it goes overboard sometimes. Understand uh, what your words mean. Right, right. So yes, there, there are things that swing, you know, the, spend, the pendulum swings too far one way, maybe that's fine. Um, you know, something like, something like, for instance, here's, here's one for you. Manhole. Firemen, policemen, men working as a sign, the orange sign you see. We don't need to use those terms. It's okay to get rid of those things. We can call it what it is. It's a sewer cover. Yeah. Not a manhole. Don't cover my manhole. I got a poop still. That's right. Like, why is it called a manhole? You're not a, you're not a man made of fire. Right. You are a fighter of fire. And, and like the term, like policeman. Okay. You are a man who does policing. Can it just be police officer? Because you never know what, first of all, you don't know what their gender identity. They may look male. Maybe they want to be called they or she. We don't know. So just a police officer mm-hmm. is a better description. Words are important. It's a better also, descriptor. Yes. And when we use terms like policeman, fireman, it's exclusionary. Yeah. Ladies, don't even bother applying for these jobs. Yeah. The, they are jobs for men. Yep. The sign that says man, men working, it can be just work crew ahead. Yeah. It's, it's okay to do that. It is respect. It is inclusion. It is just humans, right? And that's the same thing with cancel culture. Like it's, it's become this visceral reaction. Well, just cancel culture. Don't, don't get so mad. Just take a step back. Can it just be accountability? Now, are there times when it goes too far? Yes. And we talked about that. Like if, yeah, like, right. When James got fired from his job, maybe that was too far, but holding him accountable and letting him apologize and say, this is what it meant. This is what blah, blah, blah. And then they rehire him. Okay. Now it's not cancel culture anymore. Now it's accountability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to just like take a, take a breath and, and recognize that growth is okay. That's where I'm yeah. at with that. And that's the last word. We're to done. Be- I got the last word. We're done. And no, I'm good kidding. Go ahead. Oh, thank you for letting me speak. To be clear, that's where you and I are at. So we don't have to really do any of this work because it's not us that are doing it. Right. It's it's the majority is the Republicans that are doing it. And hang on, actually, what I mean to say is the majority is like Fox News and OAN and whatever the other one, Free Freedom for America or whatever. And they're (laughs) riling up genuine moderate Republicans who have care who care about our country, they're riling them up mm-hmm. to think that, that, that there's, there's this big boogeyman coming at them. And the only nah. way to care about your country is to, you know, not let anybody tell you that you're wrong. Right. Ever. Right. And, it, and it's what sad a world that must be. Yeah. It's sad and frustrating because I, I know a lot of people who vote Republican who, who aren't that hard line Fox news, OAN type drum up the scare tactics but they don't realize that it's happening to them. And it's just so frustrating. Like I want to be able to have conversations with these moderate Republicans because I feel like I'm probably in a, in a, in a lot of alignment with them. Right. But right now they're so drummed up and fierce and furious that I don't feel like I belong to your party at all. I'm out. I'm independent. I, I can't handle it. And that's yeah. where I'm at with all of that. That's, that's my America right now. I can't, I can't deal with it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, they feel that way. It's like slowly permeating into their brains because Fox News, first of all, calls himself news in their channel name, right. in their network name. But then also their slugline or their motto is like, we report, you decide. 
Yeah. No, you don't report. You report for two hours a day, and for twenty-two other hours of the day, you brainwash. Yeah, that's why I go back and I look at that news um, matrix to see to make sure that I'm mm-hmm. taking in my my news content from as independent sources as I can, um, and then deciding on my own and and from multiple sources. Like I don't just watch one or listen to one or read one. I try to take in multiple sources. Um, that's why I love the factual. I love the yeah. factual because they, they will give you a bunch of different sources and tell you what, where they typically lean, you know, far left, moderate, left, moderate, right, far right, independent, whatever. And it's, it's really, I, I really like it. So they need to sponsor my America. Cause I just gave them a completely free advertisement to our tens of listeners. I don't listen to any news. So <sighs> anyway, so cancel culture is not a stop it, stop it, stop trying to make a monster out of nothing yeah it's accountability there are actual problems in this world Mm -hmm. imagine what we could do if we spent the energy solving those yes do it so uh if you want to cancel i mean if you want to talk cancel culture not cancel (laughs) if you want to cancel dan where can they find you (laughs) uh at dan moyle on twitter and instagram uh and then if you want to support kim hey where are you at? Nice. Uh, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Kim Moffat. And the show, yeah. Dan? Uh, my America Pod at, mm-hmm. at My America Pod on both Twitter and Instagram, um, where Kim does some amazing work on Instagram and I really suck at Twitter. Uh, but then you can also find us uh, an email. Send us a note. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you hate. Uh, I will filter those out. Uh, myamericapod at gmail.com. And please, please, please consider, I'm going to beg, this is my marketer here, I'm going to beg, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we would yes, love to please. read more of those. I take my uh, humanity from reviews, so do that. Um, Dan is deeply broken I am. and he needs your reviews. I am. And I just want to have like one really bad review. I want- I, Oh, I don't. I want, so my friend Christopher Lockhead, <laughs> has a sh- couple of shows and he is hilarious because he promotes the bad reviews and just is like a great big middle, middle finger F you to these people. It is hilarious. I mean, he doesn't like bad mouth them. He just is like, Hey, here's somebody who hates me. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I want that kind of confidence. Um, but no, leave us a, a five-star review rating and then a review as well uh, on Apple podcast or anywhere else. So there you go. My America pod. Love it. <laughs>